here for you, dude. I haven't weird pinned it down to a specific We're a figment yet. of your imagination. What's up, dude? Dude, let's see those guns. Dude. Yeah. Show me your guns, dude. Oh! Can I see your guns? No. <laughs> you thought about it. You gotta pay. Let me feel you gotta your, pay to play. Let me feel your chest muscles real quick. Dude, Damn, solid. Dude. It's like a brick wall, <laughs> honestly. Dude. Rock solid. I could headbutt that thing and give myself a concussion. Don't do that, dude. Why would you do that? Dude. That's dangerous. Is everything plugged in? Bad. Everything's plugged in, yeah. Yes. Two for two so far? Two. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing great. Yeah. We're doing real good. This is shaping up to be a real professional podcast. I thought you were going to give us the count in there. Three, two, one. Like that? Oh, me? Hey, this is the Lobby Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm Brad. I'm Andres. And once Friend again... What do we got? Friend of the pod. We have friend of the pod. <laughs> yep. Uh, once again, Manny Hernandez, owner of Hand of Faith Tattoo, uh, Oklahoma tattoos out of there as well at Thunderdome Tattoo. Follow him on Instagram at Manny underscore the machete or Manny underscore machete. Yes, sir. Perfect. Manny's actually our first sponsor. Of the That's not true. It is. He dr- it is he, true because he, he pays Andrew. Oh, yeah. dang. He owns this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we sold out. No, didn't no, take no. long. <laughs> are you going uh, to start selling Lot B stickers, a Hand of Faith, dude? Yeah. It'll say Hand of Lot B Faith. It's like Lot B's in the middle, you know. Stop staring at me. What are you doing? <laughs> Wait, Andy, I actually do have something really pressing to talk to you about. Pressing? Yeah, well, actually, you have something really pressing to talk no, to no, us about. No, please, you go first. That's what it was. That I have something pressing to talk about. Yeah. This is Andre's Corner. All right. So here's the thing, guys. As of December 8th, which is today, we're recording this. Okay. A lot of things have happened. We'll take it day by day. We'll okay. take it slow. Okay. One, Cyberpunk 2077 releases in two days. It installed in my PS4. Because I'm not cool and I didn't get a PS5. <laughs> no, you <laughs> were I'm, smart. I was smart and didn't get a PS5 yes, yet. Yes. So that's on the horizon. Nice. Two, back by popular demand, and because it was pushed on me so hard, yours truly has gotten back into the Warzone game. That's right. Wow. As of <laughs> about a week ago, <laughs> with the help of Manny Hernandez and Andrew and our buddy Angelo, we Thank have... You done a whopping record of about 86 games and two wins out of all those 86 games so really? we're like two and 84 it's not 86 there's no way i just guessed oh. oh i was like what are you talking about i just threw a number out there i'd say like be really impressed if you played 86 games. 14 games you think all of us together yeah it's probably like 20 i, th- I would say so because one <laughs> and probably three or four are good like long 20 minute games yeah that's true and I've only yelled at my TV twice. Yeah. Out of all those games. That's good. Do you like, feel like you felt just, genuine anger? You've like matured into it a little bit more where like you can handle the like no. frustration? No. Are it's you, not that at all. It's just the fact that Manny keeps me laughing the entire game. Okay. Yeah. And, and you guys just keep me laughing the just entire time. Comic relief. I think that's the key okay. to a healthy Warzone game. Any Battle Royale game, I feel like. Way more fun with friends than it is solo. Yeah. Like, you almost have to like, uh, it's like what I was telling you when we first started playing that first night when it was just me and you was like, don't even worry about winning the fucking whole game. Just, just try to kill. Let's just try to kill as many people as we can. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. learn, like 
we'll figure out how to like strategize. Yeah. As we do that. Mm-hmm. And that helps so much. And there's been a couple games where like we each have like our highlight plays. And that's been really dope. Where we're like, oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. Like ridiculous yeah, things just and really craziest cool things. things. I do agree with that. I or, feel like with any uh, competitive FPS, just comes like a lot of stress because mm-hmm. it is super high pace, and you like want to dominate and be the best at it. But there's always someone that's just gonna fucking roast you yeah. <laughs> at some point. I think that's why I'm so excited for Cyberpunk. It's like. It's a game that's going to come out that's not really like a battle royale first person shooter em up type of game. Okay. It's like a story driven first person customizable RPG, which is everything I love in a game. Like I'm, I'm I love story games. Uncharted, yeah. The Last of Us, and now Cyberpunk coming out. I am so freaking pumped for this game like, yeah i'm so excited so in two days i'm gonna hole up in my room for like a week straight i'm gonna play the effing heck out of this game and the first uh 2076 were so good that the 2077 this guy <laughs> oh you're terrible you're absolutely terrible i didn't get I, oh yeah no you're right yeah um it, this is it's been a long going series you know on top of that on comic news there's been a lot of buzz about the new Marvel stuff coming out. So we got WandaVision coming out. Okay, real quick though. With Cyberpunk, what is it? Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, is it like, I just had it just before we skip through it. Is it like a um, like a Fallout type of game, or is it? Do you know? Similar, a little okay, bit. like kind of like Skyrim, where it's like yeah, you play a character, and there's like a main story. You, there is a character that you play as. Mm-hmm. I think it's her, or his, depending on how you customize this this uh, person. Okay. It could be he, it could be her, it oh, could that's be cool. them, it could be they, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, fully customizable. I think the main playable character's name is V. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but you customize everything. That's and cool. there is parts in the game where it's, it's, it's like a skill level thing, like skill tree. Mm. So you, you, I think it's like intelligence, uh, cool, which is like being able to stay relaxed during combat or something. And then there's like three other ones where yeah. it's like your proficiency with weapons, your vitality and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And depending on what you <clears throat> level up will make the game easier in some parts and harder in other parts. Oh, that's cool. So, and then you can upgrade fully into an Android or you can have some Android parts. So you could be a Darth Vader where it's like half man, half machine or mm. whatever. Or you can be a Terminator, which is all Android or all yeah, yeah. freaking metal, whatever. So That's the game, cool. like, there's a lot of customizations in this game. There's a lot of paths that this game can take you on. And there's three uh, backstories you can take, which is Nomad, which is like a outskirt kid outside of the city, mm-hmm. out in the desert. You're, you're building cars. It's like a, a Mad Max type of type of life mm-hmm. out there. Street Kid, which is inside of Night City which is more of like a street bum kind of game, like more of an Aladdin type in future. Oh, okay, yeah. And then there's Corp, which is like a corporate guy or a girl, whatever. Mm. So you are just a corporation stooge and you're just another gear in, in the, the life yeah, and you yeah, just yeah. try to make your life that way. That's cool. And the story will, depending on what you pick and all that stuff, the story will go from there. Well, I feel like, <clears throat> I don't know, at least like in the group of friends that I have, the like idea of this like cyberpunk world is like a very 
attractive thing to me and like a lot of friends that I have like the music that we're into as far as like like synth wavy type shit and yeah. whatever. Like me and Manny were just taking a trip over to Ikea today and we were listening to this like crazy ass synth music and we were just like talking about like what kind of scene would work so well with this. Mm-hmm. And there was like a chrome dragon in it with like laser machetes and just crazy shit like that. Yeah. Plasma swords. Plasma swords and shit. But it, just, it looks I, so cool. It's just such a cool like it's a cool fantasy. Because yeah. like when I think of games like that, I think of like like Skyrim. Like these more fantasy based RPGs and not these like really cool futuristic also FPS, right? Type of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kinda like a, a really pretty more complicated Borderlands, maybe. I think a lot of my fascination with like cyberpunk stuff and like that type of scenery has to do a lot with uh, the movies that I watched as a kid Mm. with my dad, which was like Blade Runner and Robocop, Terminator, Back to the Future, Aliens, all this like kind of futuristic tech in a way, but there's always like this weird cyberpunk like niche going in it. It's like a future dystopian. Yeah. 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 Mixed with like faux science. Yeah. Like, you know, like science that doesn't exist yet, but yeah, yeah, I love that shit. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's so cool to me. It fascinates me. So when this game came out and seeing gameplay and everything, man, I haven't been this excited about a game in, in quite a while. Like when the last of us two was announced and everything, I was excited. I was very pumped, but this game dude like i was i'm been all in for the past three four years yeah you know and it's been that much of a build-up too which is Mm -hmm. pretty wild Mm -hmm. well like the idea i would feel so much happier if i lived in a world if i knew my arm if it got ripped off i would get like a really cool cyborg arm that's like basically a human arm it's like i i robot dude yeah i want that honestly i'm really hoping By the time I'm, like, about to kick the bucket, they're like, hey, want to test out this, like, thing where we download your consciousness onto a robot? I'd be like, yes. Yes, please. Dude, you need to watch that movie Upgrade. What, is that that a Netflix movie? It's No, no, no. It's a movie about, like, AI (laughs) and uh, pretty much, like, all the stuff you always talk about with, like, the Neuralink shit. Is it, like, my dream world or my dream Uh, world gone array? Gone awry, 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 whatever. Um, we try. I, I would. We try our best. You, you should <laughs> check it out because it has a lot to do with like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Um, like, uh, dude. So, like, basically, like the plot of it is that there's a guy. Event happens. He gets pretty much installed with artificial intelligence. Cool. In his body and mind that can control his nerves throughout his whole body as well. Mm. So um, it can he can let the AI take over his body and, like, do actions and stuff. Oh, like that's cool. Fight scenes or whatever. Oh, nice. And, like, it'll it'll help protect him. But it, it, it becomes conscious. Like, it's a consciousness, like, AI. So he has conversations with it in his head on how to, like, solve, problem solve and, like, do all this stuff. And, but it also... F- he also gets into like kind of like a like an internal battle with that AI within his body mm. kind of thing. It's called it's called upgrade. You should you should check it out. It's, oh, yeah. it's sick as. Sick Speaking as of AI, you know what other movie kind of 
was intense. Hmm. Uh, did you ever see the movie Her? Did you see him, Annie? No. With Joaquin Phoenix? No, I Anybody? Seen did you see it, Brad? I saw it, yeah. Dude. So I've seen that movie a couple times, and I recently introduced it to Athena. And we had very different reactions to this movie. I was like all in, emotionally invested. I was like, this movie is great. It's a good and movie. It me- and it messed me up. Mm-hmm. Athena was like, I mean, it was good, but... Yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. So, what did you think, Brad, when you watched it? I don't want to spoil anything in case they watch it. <laughs> you know, I mean, just in case. Like eight years. Yeah, it's not spoiling anything. <laughs> no, spoiling. I feel like it's like the same thing with like that movie upgrade. You would like it because it has like a lot of feels with like old like Terminator and like <gasps> Robocop shit. We should watch that. You should. We should, we should watch it. Also, night. Terminator probably has one of the Movie best night. like themes. I've heard. Yeah. Like terminate like the, as soon as you hear the dun 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 dun. Dude, it's just dun, a really good dun, movie. Dun, dun, it's aggressive. Dun, dun, what it is God, so I'm good. I'm trying to hear Brad's synopsis on this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Synopsize her. We just talk over him all the time. That's not true. Yeah, huh? No uh. Oh my god. Kind of true. See? Go ahead, Brad. Yeah, Andy. No. Right, Brad. Uh, her is good. It was, uh, it's about an AI, like a, it's like a Siri type AI. It's like a okay. digital assistant. Yeah, a little helper. And then Joaquin Phoenix falls in love with it. <laughs> then, like, but goddamn Johnny Cash falling in love with <clears throat> fucking artificial intelligence. Nerd. The, but the crazy thing about this movie is the movie does a really good job of making you believe that this is a possibility in yeah. that universe. And the AI itself explains, I'm always evolving. I'm always learning. So there's this like really crazy scene where like they want to be intimate, but she doesn't have a body. So she like finds a woman. Like a surrogate. Yeah, like a surrogate. And like Joaquin Phoenix like freaks out. And she's like, I thought this is what you wanted. I just imagine Joaquin Phoenix trying to like fuck a computer. (laughs) Damn. <laughs> just open well, up the that's CD why, drive. That's why she found this woman, so you wouldn't like, have to do that. Open up your USB port. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. Oh, I'm sorry. Dude. You're oh, terrible. Sorry, sorry. Um, so have you funny. seen uh, so, Steven Spielberg's AI? No. Oh, you need to watch that one if you like movies about robots. The premise is... Is that the name of the movie? AI, yeah. Oh. The premise is if we program a robot to love us unconditionally are we responsible to love it unconditionally back mm. and it's really it's crazy it's yeah. a good movie that is a wild dang would you love a robot andy mm. i don't mean like like fall in so, love but just show love family, to robots it's this family and their son is really sick or dies i can't quite remember so they get a robot son Haley Joel Osment to be a part of their family. No fill in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, but then the sun gets better and they're going to like destroy Haley Joel Osment. The fuck? But the Dang. mom is like, that sounds- no, this isn't. So she like lets him loose in the woods. And then, uh, he's like going around in the woods, meets Jude Law, who's like another like cyborg android on the run. They have like some adventures and then 
uh, his mom, Haley Joel Osment's mom, told him the story of Pinocchio, with, like the blue lady who turned Pinocchio into a real boy. So he's like on a mission to find this blue lady. Damn, Damn I need to watch this. this because of intense. global warming, like Coney Island is underneath water. So he finds a statue of like a blue lady. And then he just waits there for her to turn him into a real boy. Then it fast forwards like 5,000 or 1,000 years. And like uh, humans are no longer around. It's like this higher intelligence. And they want to study Haley Joel Osment because they're really perplexed by love, like unconditional love and all that stuff. And they tell him, okay, through like cloning and technology, we can bring a human being back. And you still have some of your mom's DNA. But when we bring them back, as soon as they fall asleep, they die. And we can't bring them back ever again. So he has to choose like whether to bring her back or not. He does. They spend like this amazing day together. Anyway, it's really good. Dude, it sounds intense. So and that's is, the thing. Like, is the a- Haley Joel Osment is his AI? <laughs> he looks like a human, obviously, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. See, I feel like if it was something like that, I you could totally show love to an android or some shit like that. Yeah, I feel you know like it's mean? like biological. Oh my, what biological? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, even biological just is explaining what I'm trying to say. that, like. If something was in your life that made your life easier and you felt love and it showed you love, not just like a computer screen yeah. or like Siri or some shit, but it was like a physical being that could follow you around and like helped you, you would grow some sort of attachment to it. Unless yeah. you're a piece of shit, you know? I think even if it didn't have a body, even if it's more like her than it is like the movie with Haley Joe Osment, even if it's just like this, like, AI in like a Siri thing where it's not a body, it's just like a voice or whatever. But if it has artificial intelligence and it has conversations with you, you're gonna develop a con- like a like a attachment to it anyway. Yeah. Like yeah, it doesn't have to be anything weird. It doesn't have to be crazy. Or in Joaquin's Phoenix, he falls in love with it. But if you spend every day with this artificial intelligence in your pocket and it talks to you, it mm-hmm. helps you. It it legit converses with you. It's essentially a human mind without having a body. Yeah. Like you're going to grow an attachment to this. It's going to become your friend. It's going to become your confidant. It's going to be with you every day, especially if it's programmed to love you unconditionally. What if it's not programmed to love you unconditionally? What a- and then it just loves you anyway, but it doesn't have not like I'm in love with you, but just like this AI does love you. Yeah. But it's not forced to. The, because uh, it has a free mind, it has a free will. Yeah, it like learned to love, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the movie that you're talking about, AI, they're programmed. Yeah. So that's that's like that the one. premise. Yeah. And then in the one that you're talking about, her, she just develops these feelings on her own. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The voice of uh, the AI in her is uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, then like another big twist of her is she reveals to Joaquin Phoenix at the end that she's fallen in love with, like, over 700 people. Yeah, it's crazy. The end, The ending, all right, spoilers ahead for anybody listening who hasn't seen the movie Her. Um, the ending, so it, the entire movie is based around Joaquin Phoenix falling in love with, with Scarlett Johansson's character, the AI. Uh-huh. And, like I said, they do a really good job of explaining how this is possible. And mm-hmm. in the world where other people are doing the same thing. Everybody has this operating system. Mm-hmm. In the end, this AI becomes so far advanced past the human mind where 
they don't they're not restricted by a human body they don't mm. age they're like they they're limitless essentially mm-hmm. and the ending essentially is her saying we're going somewhere else all of the ais we're going to this other place i can't explain it to you but it's like reading a book and reading in between the lines and there's that infinite space between those lines mm. and the book just never ends and the last thing she says is if you get there come find me and it time jumps and it goes from there. Hmm. That one scene where she says, if you get there, come find me for whatever reason gets me every time. Yeah. Cause the movie showed them developing these genuine feelings, but it's also like, it explains that Joaquin Phoenix's character is flawed as to why he's developing these feelings, mm-hmm. him as a person, why like it, the whole thing, it's just a really well done movie. Yeah. But yeah, that movie is intense. That is intense. I'm speaking of cyborgs. Why don't you tell us a little bit about WandaVision, Andres? Well, I mean, there's not a lot out yet. Um, dude, this this can go down a rabbit hole. So forgive me here. So WandaVision is part of the, the Marvel Universe. It's a, it's a movie that's going to be connected to all the Avengers movies, everything that's been done within the past 10 years. Okay. Now it's going to be about uh, Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, and Vision. Uh, Paul Bettany's character, the one who got the stone ripped out of his forehead. Um, From the comics, Scarlet Witch has the ability to warp reality and stuff like that. So that's cool. Elizabeth Olsen, who plays uh, Scarlet Witch, is also going to be in the Doctor Strange movie. And there are hints that this and the movie in Doctor Strange 2 is called, I think, Multiverse and Madness. The multiverse is all the universes in the Marvel universe. So not just the one in the Avengers movies, but in an alternate universe where A, B, and C is happening, right? Yeah, yeah. So all of this is being planned out. Now you have Hawkeye having his own show on Disney Plus. You have WandaVision coming out and then Doctor Strange 2 in the foreseeable future. With Disney buying the rights to Fox, you also have the possibility of the X-Men coming out. You have Silver Surfer and Galactus, Ghost Rider, Daredevil, all of these characters that Marvel wasn't able to use before now being able to be used. Hopefully, we'll see. Spider-Man is the next big movie coming out, Spider-Man 3, the Tom Holland one. Now it's it's been announced that Jamie Foxx is reprising his role as Electro from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Just today, the news dropped that Alfred Molina, who played Dr. Octopus in the Sam Raimi one in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire, has also been confirmed to be in Spider-Man 3. Dang. Now, pulling at strings here, it's a big conspiracy theory in my head, but this has, (laughs) I mean, I would assume this has something to do with Dr. Strange 2 because Dr. Strange is also confirmed to be in Spider-Man 3. Oh my goodness. And there's rumors, hasn't been confirmed I don't think if they will be, but there's also rumors that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Kirsten Dunst, and uh, Emma Stone are also in talks to be in Spider-Man 3, which are all... Multiverse shit. Multiverse shit. This is all different versions of Spider-Man that we've seen on screen. Do you think they'll do like a live action into the Spider-Verse thing? I hope so. I think it would be really cool. It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities considering the... Arrowverse Flash, the one on TV, the CW, had Ezra Miller's version of the Flash from Justice League come into the show to shoot a scene. Mm. So it was the TV show Flash and the actual movie Flash meeting. And they sowed a lot of seeds in that one little crossover because the movie Flash, Justice League, Ezra Miller, 
isn't known by the Flash yet in the movie. Yeah. So unless the Snyder Cut version coming out drops and they do something different there, as of now, the Flash isn't the Flash in the movie universe. Hmm. But when he in this TV show comes in and he's like, what is going on? Grant Gustin goes, well, I'm the Flash. Ezra Miller goes, the Flash. Like, oh, that's a cool name. Now, is this the way he gets the Flash name? We don't know. Oh. This is comic world. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm losing my mind here. I feel like that was like the the purpose of like the the Miles Morales like Spider-Verse was to open up the options to do this within like all the Marvel movies. I think so too. Like the real ones. Yeah. yeah. Like they introduced that purposefully to like be able to do it with like Doctor Strange and stuff. Well, the rumors were that there was supposed to be a scene with Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the Spider-Verse movie. But Sony said no. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to, I guess, take a chance on it or something. But then Into the Spider-Verse did extremely well. Massively well. Mm -hmm. So now you have Spider-Verse 2 coming out, I think, sometime in October of next year or 2022 or something like that. That's going to be so good. That's going to be insane. Now, what I'm wondering is, what is that going to be about? What is Spider-Man 3 leading into? Is this all the same thing? And mind you, Spider-Man is Sony property still. Mm -hmm. They just have an agreement with Marvel so that Marvel can use the character of Spider-Man. But... Sony still has the rights to Spider-Man, mm. as they do with Venom. Now, this is a lot. I know. Follow me here. I the, think I'm <clears throat> right there. The movie Morbius with Jared Leto is coming out in March of next year, 2021. Morbius is like a half-vampire type character. Oh, that's cool. Jared Leto's playing him. In the trailer, The Michael Keaton, who played Vulture in Tom Holland's Spider-Man the Spider-Man Homecoming movie, was in the trailer for Morbius. Now, and there was also a picture of Tobey Maguire's version of Spider-Man spray-painted on a wall. So there's this... So we're thinking, okay, well, this is a Sony movie in association with Marvel. Yeah. If Michael Keaton's in this, then, then they're together. Apparently, this is also in the same universe as Venom. Mm. We don't know. This is getting crazy. This is a lot going on. But it wouldn't surprise me if this is the plan going forward, if this is what they're building for the next 10 years. Yeah. So chapter one is done. Infinity War saga is done. There is no more Captain America. There's no more Iron Man. You know, these these are the big kahunas coming out. And I know there's a lot of flack on Tom Holland's Spider-Man right now where they're like, oh, he relies too much on technology and Tony Stark's thing. He's still a kid. He's just out of high school. Who else is he going to turn to? He's still a kid. And if you read any of the comics, watch any of the animated series, he's still a big tech buff. He's still a smart dude. Peter Parker is a scientist. Yeah, it wasn't like uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man, like the cartoon version. He was like Iron Spider in a lot of it. Yeah. Um, Throughout a lot of that stuff to fight. Like uh, I, I watched a lot with Layla. Yeah. And he, it was like a... He relied super heavy on technology. Yeah, he's always used technology. Yeah, like he, like he's always had this close connection with Tony Stark. There's a reason why in the Civil War comic book, he sided with Tony Stark mm. at first, yeah. then sided with Captain America. But so everybody nitpicking that he's relying too much on technology and stuff. Shut up. 
Just enjoy the damn movie. Yeah. Shut up. Enjoy the connections that he's making. He's still a kid. He's still 18. He's still figuring himself out as a hero. He's going to be the next big leader as he is in the comic books. So they're leading up. And now Doctor Strange, I would assume, is taking up this new mantle of mentor for Peter Parker now that Tony Stark is dead. Yeah. Do you think with the multiverse stuff that Iron Man and Captain America are going to come back? No. I yeah, don't I think. think. I think didn't Cap- didn't Captain America <laughs> pass his his title though? Yeah, he passed the shield down to Falcon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would. You know, do you think they're going to come out with the movie with that? I would. Well, they're making the show Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. So that's also on Disney Plus. Damn. Oh, wild. Mm-hmm. So Damn, from what so I much. read about Falcon and Winter Soldier, this mantle is being passed down to Falcon. One of the, I think it was like at a Comic Con or something. They asked him if they're going to tackle any like real world issues as having a black Captain America, what that looks like. And I guess that's a main theme they're going for is how the world responds one to having a new Captain America and how the world responds to having a black Captain America and what that looks like within the show or real life within the show. Okay. Within the show, they're tackling these real life issues of, you know, different people having to conversations. Yeah. These conversations of, you know, Mm. a, you know, a black Captain America, what that looks like. I feel like Marvel has always done stuff like that to kind of push against the mold of like what society accepts is something like that. I mean, comics are essentially a, a satire or like a, a reflection of what's happening in the real world. Yeah. So again, with everybody being like, they're, they're being too PC or whatever, like they're forcing all this down our throats and this and that comics used to be about, just this and that. It's like, no, comics have always reflected real-world issues. Yeah, well, Stan Lee had released statements about, like, the reason that the X-Men were like that was to represent different people from different paths, Exactly, right, life. yes. Yeah. That's always Whether had it was a like gay, straight, exactly. black, white, yeah. like any of these different... And for people to be like, it's, it's being forced down our throats, it's like, no, these people just exist. And yeah, just or because you they're just being, didn't really read the comics. Yeah, and just because they're being included now and, and now they're having this platform and stuff doesn't mean anybody's forcing it down your throat. It's just, oh, cool. These people exist. Awesome. Like, shut up and enjoy the magic of this wonderful multiverse that's about to happen. What do you think about that uh, Marvel Blade? The, um, new, the new Blade the new coming one. out? What do you think I am so excited for all the movies that are coming out. Dude, that's my favorite it's, it's Marvel gonna character. It's going to be really... Blade? Blade? Blade Dude, is my favorite. It's going to be really good. And I'm wondering... Think there's going to be a crossover with Wesley Snipes and the new Blade? Ooh. <laughs> Wesley Snipes I think fucked it's too up soon. a lot of I think vampires. it's too soon to tell. Like, <laughs> I feel like he's... <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some sort of passing of the torch in it or something. Like, there, there has to be some sort Maybe of... some sort of cameo or something? Yeah, like, or, kind of, like, approval or something Yeah. Like that. I don't know. I mean, five. it would be interesting. A high five. Blade high five. Finger guns. <laughs> I think Ka-chow. it just makes sense <laughs> so much with, like, them just doing a whole new set of movies. Because I love Blade 1, 2, and 3. Like, 3, not so much, but 1 and 2 are awesome. That one scene where they're in the club... Dude, and the Blood starts, Rave, dude. The dude, Blood Rave. Triple H being in Blade Runner or Blade Three, not Blade Runner, Blade Three. Yeah, and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan too. Reynolds, buff Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm wondering if there'll be some sort of passing of the torch or if they'll do something. But dude, from what it's looking like, and I don't mean to be like a Marvel fanboying over here. I I love DC, and I wish. They didn't rush as hard to try and compete with the Marvel's universe. I wish they would have just done their own thing 
but I'm so burnt out with DC right now, man. Like, mm. so am I. I don't feel like they keep like they didn't keep up. No, unfortunately. What about that movie, The Joker? Or the, the I haven't movie? seen it. The Walking Phoenix. Walking Phoenix is Joker. It's I heard it's incredible. It's I just haven't seen it. Um, dark. Everyone says it's kind of like Taxi Driver ish. Yeah, real dark and depressing and mm. shit like that. But I've heard from the preview of the new Doctor Strange, like what they've showed. It looks like that's going to be like borderline horror influence, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of inspired by like a lot of dark I don't imagery know, and stuff. Man, like uh, everything is still so new, everything is still up in the air. With COVID happening, everything kind of got halted, right? So, I mean, Winter Soldier and Falcon, that show was already supposed to be out in June, but then it got stopped. Although this was already supposed to be a thing, we were already yeah. supposed to get some sort of what's happening. So now everything is starting to pick back up. Everything is slated for 2021, so we will yeah. for 2022. We won't know where this is going for quite a while. We would be talking about what we do know mm-hmm. if it if it were all of this is speculation. So wow. this I is just, wild. But this is all things in my head that I've been going through all week. Like, dude, this is shaping up to be huge. If this is what they're planning, and if this is confirmed, then it's already confirmed that Alfred Molina and Jamie Fox are coming back. That's huge enough as it is. That's massive. These are two characters that were in previous installations of the spider-man movies okay two separate generations yeah toby mcguire and andrew garfield this is gonna be huge it's gonna be crazy and i am so pumped for it i can't wait i think it's gonna be amazing do you think blade would win in a fight against buffy (laughs) why is that even a question do you think he would yeah you think so Dude. I'm just asking. Cut that out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us for Andres's Corner. This is the Lappy Podcast. I'm Brad. I'm Andrew. I'm Andres. And I'm Manny. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Lot B Podcast or just Lot B Podcast. No, the Lot B Podcast. Follow Manny on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Uh, Manny underscore the machete. Perfect. Get tattooed by him. Andrew, what's your Instagram? It's uh, I hate. Andrew Morales. It's not joking. It's really, I hate Andrew Morales. Mm. Uh, get tattooed by him as well. Love you. Bye. Don't forget code word possum for $20. No. <laughs> <laughs>